Welcome to the Fifth Corner Podcast. My name's Rick Zamprin. Undefeated no more. The Ticats handed Winnipeg their first loss of the season, but fans aren't celebrating too much because Jeremiah Masoli went down with a left knee injury. Game over. Continuing the tradition of bringing Tiger Cats fans together, this is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. It's a Tiger Cats victory once again today. They come off the bye and they hand the Winnipeg Blue Bombers their first loss of the season, beating the Peggers 23-15. Both teams now 5-1 and, and technically... Technically, the Tiger Cats are number one in the CFL because, well, they now have the tiebreaker over Winnipeg. So after seven weeks, the Ticats are first overall in the CFL. When was the last time we said that? Feels good, doesn't it? Well, it's not all lollipops and rainbows tonight. Yeah, the wind was great. But... And there's a big but here. The fate of Jeremiah Masoli. Star QB for the Ticats went down with a left knee injury. It was really a non-contact injury as he was trying to avoid a sack. He had to take that sack because his left knee gave out under him. And he was on the turf for a couple of minutes. Walked off the field on his own power, which was a good sign. Went to the trainer's table. They checked out that left knee. He looked to be visually frustrated, upset, hurt, angry, being consoled by teammates, and then walked to the dressing room. And then later came out of the locker room with a brace on his left knee, almost like a soft cast, and uh, was welcomed, obviously, by teammates, but did not return to the ball game. So, A, we don't know the severity of this knee injury because, well, it's just too early to tell. They might have a good guess, but he's going to have to undergo an MRI to determine whether it's a sprain or something worse. An ACL injury could be in the equation. The way he went down, that's the first thing I thought of, and that's probably the first thing that many people thought of. Because Zach Caleros went down a few seasons ago under very similar circumstances. Kind of pedaling out of the way, and then all of a sudden there goes there goes the knee. So I, I'd hate to think of a worst-case scenario, but the, the worst-case scenario is a torn ACL, and that would be you know gone for the rest of the season. M- maybe he's out on the six-game list. And that would mean missing next week's game in Saskatchewan uh, versus BC here, then at Ottawa, at BC, the Labor Day Classic against the Argos at Tim Hortons Field, and then uh, the rematch against the Stampeders in Calgary. That would be the at least the six-game list. But fingers crossed, and let's hope that Jeremiah Masoli is okay, or as okay as one could be in that scenario. Final score tonight, 23-15, Ticats over the Bombers. They will play their rematch on September 27th at IG Field in Winnipeg. Apart from the Masoli injury, the defense tonight cemented this victory. If the defense played half as good as they did tonight, this Ticats team would not have held on for the victory. But the D brought it tonight. Jamal Roll with a couple of interceptions Nick Shortill in relief of Simone Lawrence, who served the first of his two-game suspension tonight. Shortill had nine defensive tackles. He led the team. Adrian Tracy with a sack right at the end to put the final nail in Winnipeg's coffin. And number three of my three hot takes tonight is that backup quarterback Dane Evans came in, as all good backup quarterbacks must do. you got to be ready. And while he didn't wow anyone, he was good enough to manage the game 
and win this game in relief. It was like a long relief pitcher coming in when your starter goes down with an injury, and he carried it the rest of the way and did, did a fine job. Again, not spectacular, but not horrible either. But the question is, can he do it now as a starter, if need be, if next week when the Ticats go to Mosaic Stadium, and we know that's always a tough place to play, when Hamilton takes on the Rough Riders in their rematch from Week 1, and you know the Riders are going to be fired up after the Simone Lawrence hit on Zach Caleros, that's not going to be an easy game to play. Can Dane Evans, on the road, get the job done? Hey, that's why we watch sports. Because all these questions, it's the ultimate reality TV. What's going to happen? All right, let's throw open the phones. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Or send us a note on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. You could vote for your player of the game. I got my vote. Tell me your thoughts on today's game. And at the end of the night, we will name our fifth quarter fan of the night. And we'll also tabulate the votes and see who is the player of the game. Got a note from Allen on Twitter. Ja'Garrett Davis was an absolute force on our defensive line tonight. What a great pickup. Four tackles, multiple knockdowns, pressure all night long. Give our D-line some much-needed recognition tonight. This D-line has been good. One of the best in the league. They get to the quarterback. They pressure the quarterback. They have, more often than not, stymied the run game. When we saw that tonight, Andrew Harris was still a force, but he wasn't the Andrew Harris that we've seen in previous games or in previous seasons. They held him in check as much as you can because he's a dynamic player. We're also broadcasting, as always, on CHML's Facebook page, so you can send us a line uh, via that social media platform. To begin the show, let's go to the phones, and Dave is hanging on. Hey, Dave, how are you? Well, I'm praying for Jeremiah. Um, it happened right in front of me. Yeah, it looked really bad. Um, however, one good thing was I, I was behind the tight bench, and he was walking with that knee brace on. At least a little bit of hope in there. Yeah, that's a good sign. I mean, he at least it wasn't in crutches, right? No. No, he was walking freely, uh, and that's so hopefully... I mean, if they would have suspected ACL, you think they wouldn't have been letting him doing that. That's my guess. But, well, I guess you say he won't know until he get any uh, MRI for sure. But when I seen him walk out in the knee cast and he was walking on his own accord, it looked, uh, I felt a little better anyways. Yeah, he had a little bit of a limp going, which yeah. is understandable. Obviously, sure. it's going to be, you know, a raw and tender spot. But, uh, yeah, at least there was no crutches there, which is a great sign. What, what were your thoughts sure. on the game itself? Well, you know, I think uh, it was a defensive and special teams performance, uh, maybe for the ages, I don't know, maybe in these last few years anyways. Um, agree with you 100%. They uh, definitely sealed the game. We've put the league on notice now. You're talking about putting the league on notice this afternoon that if we get our a quarterback and healthy, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with, and we do have the team that can take this all the way. I really believe that. Um, they the, the defense was just awesome tonight. Um I would say this defense ranks maybe even the best in the league. They shut down a powerful Winnipeg team, let, let, gave them nothing, basically. Yeah, uh, this, this was a Bombers team that was averaging uh, an 18-point spread in their first five victories, and they had led pretty much every game up until tonight. Yeah, it was, it was quite, quite something at the stadium to see tonight. Um, hopefully uh, we get them back. We're 5-1. and one. Um, You know, we're just as good as any team in the CFL, if not better. I'm very happy, but I am in the same, you know, I'm worried about Jeremiah. If we can get him back in due time, if it's not a season-ending thing, if he's out for a couple of games, games are going to be just fine. Uh, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Who's defense your player of the game? Is, oh, you're going to give the whole defense player of the game. They all played their hearts out. Um, you know, they just they had good pressure on uh, Nichols many times, and the, the backs had to do their job for that to happen. I think it's a team effort as usual. I'm going to give it to the whole defense tonight. Hey, my vote exactly, Dave. We're on the same wavelength tonight, so it's, it's good to hear. Thank you. Hey, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Comment on tonight's Tiger Cats victory. It was a hard-fought 23-15 victory for the Tiger Cats tonight as they moved to 5-1, and one, hand Winnipeg their first loss. It was the first time in 59 years that the Blue Bombers had started the season 5-0. and oh. That's a long, long time. 
Email me your thoughts on tonight's game, Rick at 900CHML.com. You can vote for your player of the game as well. We're all over Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Also, we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Thomas on Facebook says, Jeremiah's okay. I don't have any faith in Dane Evans. If he's gone for the year, I don't think Hamilton's chances. Uh, Hamilton needs to change the turf. It kills players. There is a turf monster at Tim Hortons Field. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if anyone has done a study or even asked the players which field is the best and which is the worst in terms of you know footing and creases and all that kind of stuff. Because they all basically have the same you know field turf. And it would be interesting to see where Hamilton ranks in that equation. I think now BMO Field is the only natural grass facility because Commonwealth Stadium for years was, and they finally put that field turf uh, in Edmonton. Patrick on CHML's Facebook page writes, Great game. Hope Masoli is okay. Player of the game, the defense. So defense out to a quick lead for player of the game status. And I agree. I mean, if this defense did not put in the effort, not, not only effort, but the execution, sorry, more importantly, the execution, Tonight was great. And I know that Matt Nichols didn't have a phenomenal game. Made some bad decisions, overthrew a couple of receivers. But listen, Ticats players still have to make those plays. Jamal Roll could have dropped those two interceptions. Tunde Adelike could have dropped his interception. I mean, it would have been unfortunate, but those things could have happened. They did not tonight. The Ticats D was on point tonight. Jimmy V on Twitter, our defense was resilient tonight's complete team effort. Go Cats, go. And Jim writes, tough win against what probably was the toughest team we faced so far this season. Showed a lot of heart after losing Masoli, player of the game, Jagera Davis. Jagera Davis was a monster tonight. Four defensive tackles. He was a force on the D-line. Uh, Jake on Twitter also says, now just pray for Soli. And yeah, our, you know, our thoughts, our prayers are with Jeremiah Masoli because, you know, if this is, and, and we don't know, if this is a season-ending injury, this completely changes the landscape, not only of the Canadian Football League, but that East Division as well. Montreal's watching this game thinking, wow, we just split with the Ticats when Masoli was in the lineup. We're only, you know, a couple of wins away from this Ticats team. That's going to rejuvenate them. Ottawa with a tough loss last night, and I know head coach Rick Campbell is probably second-guessing himself in terms of you know, whether or not he should have given up that safety against uh, the Stamps. But again, if Masoli goes down and it's a season-ending injury, the Red Blacks going to be thinking, wow, we got a shot. But it's also an opportunity for Dane Evans to say, all right, this is now my team. And maybe he comes in here as the starter and says, all right, let's go, guys. It was interesting that tonight was one of the live mic games on, on TV because we heard, obviously saw, uh, Dane Evans rallying the troops. Hey, let's score some points here. Let's get a touchdown. Let's, you know, win this ball game. He was saying and doing all the right things. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see when he does, if, if he does start against the Rough Riders next week because of Masoli's injury status, how he does as a starter. He not, has not started a regular season game in the CFL. Back to the phones we go. Rob is called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing, Rick? I'm Thanks not too bad. Yourself? Uh, what a you know what an amazing game. I gotta wanted to throw a shout out to Nick Shortle because uh, he was unbelievable. Just always seems to be in on the tackle. Didn't he take? I think he took down <clears throat> Andrew Harris, who pretty much, according to everybody, would be one of the best open field players in the CFL, and took him down. And they held him outside of first downs several times when other teams haven't been able to do that this year. So that was one thing <clears throat> that was fantastic watching. Uh, definitely want to know what's going on with Mazzoli. I think Evans was, <clears throat> you know, he, he had some really awful throws, but he's also got to have those butterflies going, coming into a game like that against what at that time was the best team in the league. I think Hamilton uh, is now based on the tiebreaker in the head-to-head record. So, <clears throat> hey, I think that defense could, you know, hold any – Offense provided they're able to put up points, at least, you know, field goals. Hiralahu was uh, pinning them deep, and when they needed the points, he was putting them up on the board. 
So I don't know. I mean, you know, you're missing your quarterback, but I'm not really worried about not being able to put wins up as long as the defense is able to still keep, you know, keep these really high-powered offenses down. Winnipeg had, you know, one of the best offenses coming into this game, and you took out Matt Nichols. What do you have? 19 completions in a row last week, and then you, you know, you take him out. His his favorite target appeared to be the sidelines tonight. So. I mean, that's all you really got to say about that. The defense was lights out. The player of the game, I mean, you could give it to Roll. You could give it to Shorthill. You could even give it to Hyralahu for making sure that Winnipeg was kept out of striking distance the whole game. So it was definitely a team effort. But if you have to give it to one guy, I would say you give it to Roll just for setting the <clears throat> setting the uh, the tone of the game with that uh, interception right off the hop. So. He had two in the ball game. had a great ball game. Rob, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, cheers. You too, Rick. Uh, yeah, Jamal Roll had a strong game tonight. Here's the one thing, just before we go to break here. Uh, we got Zach and we got uh, Debbie. Uh, hang on the line. We're going to get to you right after the break. But here's the one thing to consider about tonight's ball game. And this is the what-if game, and I don't really like playing it, but we, we have to take this into consideration going forward if Masoli is going to miss any uh, amount of time is that Jeremiah went down and this Ticats team was already up 14-0. If it was 0-0 and he went down, I think it's a much different ballgame. I think the defense still plays its game, but can the offense score enough points to win? Because they only scored nine points after Masoli went down. Evans completed just 52% of his passes in three-plus quarters. He only threw for 94 yards. So again, he managed the game well. He didn't make many mistakes. He had the one interception. Yeah, he had some bad throws here and there. But, uh, again, he did not wow us. Can he wow us? Can he be that electric game-breaking quarterback if he is thrust into that starting role next week and beyond? We're going to see. Up against our first break, again, we'll come back with Zach, Debbie, more emails, tweets, and Facebook messages as well. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're having a pigskin after party, and you're invited. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. The Tiger Cats beating the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight, 23-15. to Hamilton now 5-1 and on the season. The Bombers 5-1 after suffering their first loss here in 2019. Technically, the Cats are number one in the CFL after Week 7. When was the last time we saw that, or said that? Due to the tie break, yeah, the Cats are in sole possession of first place. I guess, you know, technically. They still have a return engagement September 27th at IG Field. And uh, who knows what's going to happen between now and then and now and the end of the season or even now and next week with Jeremiah Masoli going down with a left knee injury, the severity of which will be revealed, I'm guessing, in a couple of days. Um, it's probably swollen, maybe a little bit, if it is a severe injury. If it isn't, they're obviously going to be very careful. He is going to undergo an MRI so they can you know, tell exactly what is uh, ailing him. Another big story of tonight's ballgame, aside from the defense, which played phenomenal, the special teams was really good, but it was Winnipeg, Really, with the self-inflicted injuries. They had six turnovers tonight. Six. And the Ticats scored 17 points. 17 of Hamilton's 23 turnovers came off, or 23 points came off Winnipeg turnovers. That was huge. That's one of the big stories of the game, besides Masoli, besides the way this defense played. Call us up with your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. You can send us a note on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Use the hashtag fifth quarter, or send me an email, rick at 900CHML.com. We have a lot of emails to get to. Uh, on Facebook, Patrick says, great game, hope Masoli is okay, player of the game, the defense. Louis says, our front seven won this game, Davis Tracy and Nick Shortill were great subbing in for Simone. Uh, hopefully the Masoli injury isn't a season-ending one. And Ari writes, Jeremiah's injury is unfortunate. We hope for the best, but it's the next man up. How about that defense? Uh, Dane Evans has the right attitude. Many Hamilton fans don't, however, tweeting the season is over. Give Evans a chance before passing judgment. 
Good point. I mean, he hasn't even started a CFL game. We'll we'll potentially see that next week when Hamilton takes on the Rough Riders. To the phones we go. Zach is on the line. Hey, Zach. Hey, how you doing, Rick? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm good, thank you. But it's not Zach. It's Jack. Oh, sorry, Jack. <laughs> I'm okay. just seeing Zach on my call screener. Uh, might have been a typo. No, I, I don't know what they're... Anyway, it's not important. Listen, Joe Suger and the Tiger Cat defense. Okay. Like, people say Joe Zuger's a Hall of Famer. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But without the Tiger Cat defense, he was nothing. And um, tonight, the Tiger Cat defense, they were outstanding. And it didn't matter who was that quarterback. So I'm not worried if Masoli is is out for a, a period of time. If this defense continues to play the way they are, we're going to be okay. So are you banking on a handful of turnovers a game and maybe the offense scoring points off those turnovers? Well, not necessarily, but if the defense, like, in 1967, I think the Tiger Cats didn't allow a touchdown for the last seven or maybe perhaps eight games. If that continues again, and if this defense is, is for real, it doesn't matter who's that quarterback. If the other team can't score, you know, give me give me twenty points, and uh, I'll take my chances. Okay, who's your player of the game tonight, Jack? Um, I don't really have a player of the game. Maybe the Tiger Cat defense in, in its entirety. If this if this is for real, if the Tiger Cat defense is for real, then I'm not worried. Like I hope Mazzoli is okay, and I don't wish him ill or anything like that, but. If the Tiger Cat defense is for real, then I'm not worried. Okay, sounds good. Jack's not worried that Jeremiah Masoli might miss the rest of the season or might be out for six or eight games or might be gone for maybe a week or might not be gone at all. According to him, if this Tiger Cat's defense is for real, it doesn't matter who is playing quarterback. I would I would disagree. I, I, I think you need a bona fide elite quarterback in this league to win a Grey Cup. This is not 1967 anymore. Granted, that defense was phenomenal. They had a bit of an offense on that team, too. And I'm not sure in today's CFL, I mean, when was the last time we saw a championship-caliber team that did not have at least a good offense and won the Grey Cup? I wouldn't call tonight's offense under Dane Evans' A good offense. It was an okay offense. But you're not going to win ball games throwing 50%, completing 50% of your passes, throwing for under 100 yards, and not throwing a TD. The last three three quarters, with Evans at quarterback, they scored nine points. You're not going to win games 9 nothing in this league. It's just not going to happen. Not in today's day and age. Scott on CHML's Facebook page says, In Montreal this weekend, I can see McGill Stadium in the distance, proudly wearing my Ticat shirt out on the town tonight. Oski, we we hope Masoli isn't hurt too badly. Well, Scott, have uh, a beverage on us. You certainly deserve it. Being in Montreal. Paul on uh, email, rick at 900chml.com. Paul writes, uh, Hey, Rick, great game. Defense played unreal. This may sound crazy, but if Masoli is out long-term, would you consider trading for Caleros? Oh, whoa, whoa. Tommy Condell was his OC when he was here, so he'll be familiar with the offense. He lives in Hamilton, knows the organization, and the O-line is tops in the league to protect him. Would you make that trade? <laughs> no, I would not. A- again, we don't know. we don't know the future of Zach Caleros in this league. And I'm a big Zach Caleros fan. I loved when he was with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He was a, a, a great team player. The guys loved him. He was super talented. But there's just too many, unfortunately, too many question marks with his health. So, no, I wouldn't make the trade. I understand the familiarity with the terminology and the cohesion that he had with Tommy Condell. But that was you know, five years ago. And a lot has happened in the last five years, especially with Zach Caleros' health. Would be an interesting dichotomy if he came to the team and Simone Lawrence is on the other side of the locker room. That would make for an interesting scenario. But no, I, I would not make that trade. 
Dave writes on email, I'm sick to my stomach. It happened right in front of me. I'm praying it's not an ACL. This game looked like it could have been there for the taking. Bad luck seems to follow this team. And Randy on email says, Good evening, Rick. A complete nail-biter right up until the end. A worried and huge concern is the health of Masoli. Dane Evans finished it off for the win, but can he take us further if Masoli can't play for a while? A pleasing night with a win, and 5-1, and one, my player of the game, goes to the Cats' defense. Good night, Rick. Randy in Oakville. Yeah, Ty Cats D, my player of the game tonight, no doubt about it. Debbie's been hanging on for a while. Hey, Debbie, how are you? I'm good, Rick. I have no fingernails left. Who doesn't? <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, I noticed a couple of things. The Cats really cleaned up the unnecessary penalties. It, it seems Delvin Bro takes a lot of penalties. I mean, he's a rough, rough, tough kind of guy, and I wouldn't want to play against him, but he seemed to clean up some of those unnecessary penalties. Um, other thing I noticed is that um, Jeremiah Mazzoli hasn't always been Mr. Consistency. In the last couple of games, he's been okay, but not overly consistent. And I think that throwing Dane Evans in there and telling him to swim or sink and then judging him on that is kind of unfair. You make a good point with Masoli's inconsistency. We've seen it this year. We've seen it in past years. Uh, No quarterback's ever going to be perfect, and maybe we're just heaping a little bit too much pressure on him, but uh, you're right in the statement. Sometimes he makes those errors at costly times in a ballgame. But again, I'd rather have him in the driver's seat right now than Dane Evans or anybody else because of what he has shown us in the past. And I think he has what it takes to lead this team deep into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, the other thing I want to mention is that I think the obviously the defense did a stellar job. And I think there must have been a lot of pressure on them because of the Simone Lawrence controversy. And I think it just shows that next man up, unfortunately, and big Simone fan. So player of the game, I think it's Miramahara Lahu. Yeah, he was good tonight, too. Yeah. Three for three on field goals, 42-yarder to kind of cement things towards the end. So, yeah, good choice. He's in good field position, too. So, I mean, I think everybody was kicking tonight. Good call. Thanks, Debbie. Enjoy the weekend. Bye, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Back to the phones we go. Dave's called into the program. Hey, Dave. Rick, how's it going? I'm not too bad yourself. How about that defense, Rick? Wow, stellar so tonight, nice. stellar. It's um, the, the, Davis. Uh, we haven't seen something like that since Joe Monford. He was he was in on Nichols every play, making him pay, making him go down without taking a penalty. We were just—I was watching with my grandfather, and we were just jumping. It was awesome. I, I don't know if I'd call him Monford-like. Uh, he's he's disruptive no, like definitely different. Yep, yeah, different. disruptive I like mean, Joe. Domination from the end. We haven't had a defensive end. That's a good way to put in it. There like he Monford did. Since Monford, we haven't had a guy like him. I will agree with that. Justin Hickman uh, was close, but not quite as disruptive as even Davis is. True, true, true. Um, uh, I say give Dane Evans a, a couple weeks. You know, he's got to practice with the guys, get to know the playbook uh, a little better than he does. Um, they got to open up that playbook. Yeah. By the end of the game, it was very predictable for Winnipeg what 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 we were doing, and we were throwing short, throwing behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, it, it, you got to open it up a little bit for him. Well, in the same sense, Tommy Condell is probably realizing: listen, let's keep it simple. Let's keep a lot of these passes short. Let's try nickel and dime. Let's try to get Dane into uh, you know a rhythm, and uh, you know some of it worked, some of it didn't. And that's why I'm saying give him some time, right? because you'd like to open up that playbook for him a little and see what he can do. And also, the Moore kid, um, in, in preseason and, and training camp, he looks like he has a good skill set too. So uh, don't turn your back on him either. Nice to see him come in for a couple series. Yeah, you never know. Uh, so is Davis your player of the game? No, I, I, that's the whole defense, the whole defense. I just wanted to mention one more thing, Rick. At the end of the game, that last drive there where Winnipeg got three, that illegal contact call was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. He put three fingers on him, and the guy dove down like he was shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one on um, uh, on Richard Leonard. Yeah, I mean, the league's talking about getting it right. Why can't their eye in the sky, like, call down to them and say, guys, come on. 
Like, that wasn't even a penalty in Little League. It was brutal, and, and I'm glad that we held them to the field goal because if they scored a touchdown there, it would have been a travesty. Yeah, different ball game for sure. On that call. Pre- Anyhow, yep, but defense is the player of the game. Rick, have a great night, bud. All right, you too. We're going to take a quick break. We still have Don and Pam and Jason on the line. A lot of emails, a lot of tweets, a lot of Facebook messages coming at us as well. We'll get to all of that when we return here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Analyzing another gridiron battle. You're listening to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Ticats 23, Blue Bombers 15. Both teams 5-1. and one. Ticats, though, technically because of the win tonight in first overall in the Canadian Football League. Next playing on Thursday, August the 1st. Tiger Cats in Saskatchewan to take on the Rough Riders. That's going to be a 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. We will be on the air early Friday morning, 12.30, to kick off the fifth quarter. Hopefully you're with us as well. Also broadcasting tonight on CHML's Facebook page, we have a host of messages to get to in a matter of minutes. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Send us a note on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Or call us up, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. To Twitter we go. Abe says, freaking donut box turf. <laughs> I think that says it all. Bev, hi, Rick. Tough win, but we got it. Tough win, but we got it, if I'm saying this in English. Player of the game roll, Hope JM is okay. And uh, Corey says, hopefully we get an update on Masoli in a few days. It, yeah, it's, it's going to take a couple of days at least. I mean, they have to schedule an MRI. He's got to go in. they got to diagnose what exactly he has. I suspect ACL, but again, I'm not a doctor. I, I wasn't there down on the field checking out his knee. It did look eerily similar to what we saw with Zach Caleros a few seasons ago. I mean, it, it's a non-contact injury. He's trying to avoid a sack, and he just crumples to the turf. So, you know, fingers crossed it's a sprain. I think maybe that could be best-case scenario. I think to say that it's it's going to turn out to be nothing is, is not going to be the case. He's not going to come out of the game if he's just kind of feeling that, you know, he bumped his knee. Yeah, I don't think that happened uh, in any event. Uh, Jake on Twitter as well says, uh, defense stood tall, made Bombers look mediocre at best. Keep it rolling and pray for Soli. Yeah, let's hope he is A-OK. A couple of emails to get to before we get back to the phones. This one from Alan. Hey, Rick, the defense played their best game this year. Our defensive line was in beast mode tonight. To take out the best team in the league speaks volumes in the adversity of this team. We didn't give up when Masoli went out. Speaking of Masoli, I'm really concerned, but it was good that he was walking. It really stinks, but I think Dane Evans, with some tweaks and some more practice, should be okay playing Saskatchewan next week. I'm really excited that we were the ones to stop Winnipeg's streak. Anything can happen. The defense can stop any team in the league. P.S. Let's all pray for Masoli. Player of the game, the defense. Let's get into one more email before we go back to the phones. Uh, This one is from Ed. Hi, Rick. Great game. Defense is the star of the game. Evans is better than score shows. Both Tasker and Speedy B dropped catchable balls like Masoli, but Evans may surprise everyone. The Ticats team is a complete team which is coming together and growing. The coaching staff is for real, too. This will be a great and exciting season. Go Ticats, go. All the best, Ed. Hey, could be one of those magical seasons. So far, so good. So far, so good. Back to the phones we go, and Don and Pam on the phone. Is it Don and Pam? It yes, is. It is. Awesome. The first tag team ever on the fifth quarter. How are you guys? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Go Cats. It was a, it was a great game. It was um, a great game. So what were the highlights for you guys? Oh, I thought the defense played just outstanding. They were They, they played way above their weight, I can tell you that. And yeah. I, I found that Winnipeg really, I mean, they, they lost the game on their own. Yeah, but, well, I'm going to say, though, go, I go think ahead. that some of it, our defense put, put a lot of pressure on them. So I think some of those turno- turnovers were due to our, our great defense. It was awful seeing Mazzoli go down. I totally disagree with Zach from before. 
we cannot just count on defense. We need a really consistent, a great offense. We need Mazzoli back in the game, so I'm really hoping that he is better. When we when Winnipeg had the tight passes going on, like they were playing really, really consistently well, and then they would have these terrible um, fumbles and, and things. So interceptions. Interceptions. And, uh, so, you know, if this is a preview, like you said, Rick, um, of the Grey Cup, and if Winnipeg is at their best, we definitely need to be have an offense at our best. You want to believe it. I, I totally agree with you guys. So Don is saying that, you know, Winnipeg kind of stabbed themselves or shot themselves in a foot a few times with their yeah, turnovers. Sure Pam did. saying, hey, yep. the Ticats took advantage of that. So are you guys right. coming to a consensus on player of the game? The defense for me. And I'm going to say the fans. This was the first game in a long time that I felt like the fans were so in it. All right. Great call, guys. And hopefully you call again. We will. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Don and Pam. I think right now they're in the driver's seat for fan of the night. The first ever duo call on the fifth quarter. That's pretty special. Thanks, guys. Uh, Back to the email, and we're still getting them in. Obviously, with Masoli's injury and the way this Ticats team played, again, a 23-15 Ticats win, uh, people are ecstatic with the win but concerned that Masoli has gone down. This email from, hey, Stephen in Penticton, B.C. We haven't heard him uh, from him in a while. Uh, Greetings, Rick. We saw a great team win. Everyone played their hearts out. I love to see the defense go into the second gear after Masoli went down. Looks like Masoli is not in any serious trouble as far as many games will be missed. I have to give Davis the player of the game, call him the great disruptor. Personally, the peg should be grateful Masoli did go down as this would have been a blowout should he have remained. Our cats looked great. Best regards, Stephen, out in Penticton, B.C. Yeah, they did look great. This was a game that when Masola goes down, I mean, it's 14-0, it's the first quarter, there's plenty of there's plenty of ball games still to go. And this Ticats team could have, because we've seen this before, and we've seen it with other teams, could have said, oh, our star QB is down We're facing the top team in the league. What are we going to do now? We're we're not going to win this ballgame. How can we? Facing the undefeated Bombers. But instead of that mindset, they said, hey, we're up 14-0. we got to support our backup quarterback here. Let's gear it up on defense. Let's do our best on special teams. Let's do our darndest on offense. And they clearly won two out of the three phases tonight on defense and special teams. And they did enough in the first quarter on offense to put their stamp on this game. 905 645 star 9900 on your cell. Those are the numbers to call to get in on the fun here on the fifth quarter on 900CHML. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. Send us a note on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Or uh, check us out on CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live, where you can also comment on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Frank writes on our Facebook page, Great win by the Cats. I hope Masoli is not going to be out for too many games. Chuck says, Wow, after we lost our field general at quarterback, I was a little worried, but our defense stepped up and played a magnificent game. Player of the game, the entire defense. Way to go, Ticats. And Brad writes, DEFENSE in all caps. couple of exclamation points. As the saying goes, wins games. If Soli is out, Evans, I believe, has at least the confidence to step up. First reps will only serve to improve his play. Jagera Davis, player of the game. And Ian writes, hope Masoli isn't too bad. Was a good game otherwise. All right, back to the phones we go. Jason's been hanging on for a few minutes now. Jason, how are you? Not too bad this evening, Rick. How are you today? Not too shabby at all. Well, i got to say, um, the Ticats really improvised when uh, Masoli went down. And I will say that I'm sure the groundskeepers are going to check the turf. And I would, I would wonder, I would suggest, too, like the way he, uh, Masoli fell, um, if maybe like the whole team could possibly check their, some of their equipment, like their shoes. 
because maybe some of those shoes that they wear, like the cleats and stuff, might have worn down somewhat, because that would cause slipping in that. So that's a classic case of uh, traction re- reducement, you know, because when, when athletes, you know, like football players, have cleats on the field, they got to maintain the traction when they make the plays, when they do the runs and stuff. So I would say that the... Um, equipment managers maybe should look at that because because uh, that that would save a lot of injuries and whatnot for the players because it looked it looked a lot like Masoli slipped a bit then he went down so yeah and and maybe the cleat caught uh, a seam or a crease and yeah I, yeah, I, I, I hate to see down, this eh? maybe maybe they need a better traction shoe for the for the team so my 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 uh, players of the game is I'm going to say it's the team everybody including the defense Masoli. And um, Van Zell, I like Van Zell. He's he's a presence out there too. And um, yeah, I I, w- I would just say that because that that would that would uh, save the players a lot of missing games and whatnot. So that's my my thing for the night. And I I I enjoy listening to all the other callers who called in. And uh, you probably have my vote on the duo for for fan of the night. Vote. Yeah, the fan of the night. I would go for the duel because <laughs> they're pretty, pretty funny. They're a pretty funny bunch. Um, yeah, I was but, thinking they could just take over the show. They were doing pretty good. Yeah, uh, you know what? They, 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 they might even, um, they, they might even do like they'd have a separate section with the uh, tie cats. Their own, their own segment. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? The originals are the originals, and I would say they should check the cleats and the footwear and that because slipping, boy, that's dangerous. I know I had a. Uh, incident or two with with that myself but uh yeah but but that's all i have to say for tonight rick and uh, you have a good night and thank you for letting me call in your show you got it have a good weekend you too bud 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell one more break that also gives you some time to dial in and join the program you can email your thoughts on tonight's game vote for your player of the game as well rick at 900 chml.com is the email address on twitter at am 900 chml at rick samprin we're also broadcasting live on chml's facebook page you can send us a note via that social media giant 23 15 tie cats beating up on the bombers tonight both teams five and one tie cats though via the tiebreaker are in first more of the fifth quarter next on 900 chml now that the game's over what's gnawing at you this is the fifth quarter on 900 chml welcome back this this would be the fourth quarter of the fifth quarter aka last segment here of the show powered by eastgate ford on 900 chml my name's rick samprin 23 15 the final score tie cats beating the blue bombers tonight winnipeg is no longer undefeated no more Unbeaten teams in the Canadian Football League thanks to the Ticats tonight, primarily on the strength of their defense and special teams and the good start that they got off to in this football game. You know, right off the hop, four minutes in, Masoli with that 22-yard TD run, and things are looking good. They get an interception, Dane Evans, on a couple of plays later after Jamal Roll was ruled out of bounds at the one. He scampers in from the one-yard line. It's 14-0. You know, six and a half, seven minutes into this ballgame. And that carried them through. Six turnovers as well did not help the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The rematch between these two teams goes September 27th. Ticats next play on Thursday, August the 1st in Saskatchewan. That's going to be a 9.30 p.m. Eastern time start time. We'll be on the air with the fifth quarter, 12.30 a.m., that Friday morning, so August the 2nd. Hopefully you can join us that night. Vote for your player of the game. Try to become the fifth quarter fan of the night, although I think it's going to be hard to top Don and Pam tonight. The dynamic duo calling into the fifth quarter, the first duo call on this program. Email from Lisa. Good evening, Rick. I will let the rest of you and the boys discuss some of the stats, facts, and prognostications from tonight and for future weeks. Just want to say, let's keep Jeremiah in our thoughts and prayers for healthy recovery. We will really need him down the stretch this year. Have a great evening, everyone. Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. And Angelo, 
on email says, Hi Rick, congratulations to our beloved Tiger Cats as tonight we witnessed a total defensive smothering of what was the number one ranked team in the CFL. Unfortunately, it came at the cost of our field general. I thought the guys were focused and pumped up tonight's kudos to the coaching staff as the layoff, uh, as the layoff part of me was obviously advantageous. Keep it up, gentlemen. It will be a rough road moving forward. Player of the game, the defensive line, Ange from Stony Creek. Yeah, it's going to be a little tough moving forward if Masoli is out for a significant period of time. But hey, that's why they have backup quarterbacks. And maybe Dane Evans, if he gets his first start next week against Saskatchewan, can it, it could be the start of something new and exciting. Who knows? Len on CHML's Facebook page writes, uh, Shorthill, player of the game, very solid in the middle tonight. Well, he wasn't ac- actually in the middle, but he was in that linebacking core, playing that uh, short side uh, boundary linebacker position, had a team-high nine tackles tonight. Yeah, he was really good. Was really good. For a primarily a special teams guy, yeah, he brought it tonight. Jeff on uh, Facebook says, Good game by the defense. Looking forward to seeing the boys in Regina next week. Rick, expect a call next week. Jeff, I'm looking forward to it. And Brad writes, uh, Quit hiding behind that windsock. I was told to put the windsock on because I was popping my peas from producer William Weber. So uh, I did so. Usually I don't use it. But I think he's a little particular about his sound. That's okay. I said, okay, it's your first fifth quarter. I will put on the windsock. (laughs) 905-645-3221-star-9900. On yourself, you want to call into the fifth quarter as Linda has. Hey, Linda. Hi there. How are you? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm fabulous. Um, So everybody's talking about the players, but I want to touch on something else that's also important um, uh, for fan experience. And the four things that I'd like to mention tonight is that we are seeing a lot of different food at the, uh, at the stadium, different varieties of food, different offerings of treats. So that's really nice. Um, they brought out the, the, the flag again that they scroll across the, the, the um, uh, people in the stands, and they, they push that all the way across two or three sections of the stands. So that's always nice to see, and that's good for fan experience. The other thing that was really nice was to see our cheerleaders back again, and they're doing a great job. They look fabulous. They're bang on when they're dancing. So I really, really, all of us around me, we're so glad that the cheerleaders are back. And then the final thing is that it's it's um, really, I don't want to say catering to the, ch- to the children or the young people, but seeing Chloe Stala on the, um, on the big screen, doing her little her little interviews last week last game and now this week doing the the um uh kicking and then the passing and then she works out and now she can suddenly pass really far and kick really far so that's all really really nice stuff that um enhances the overall fan experience and i think that that's a really good sign for the cats that they're um looking at that and being more positive about a good overall fan experience and obviously you know it was a great game um so everything was was uh, bang on tonight you make a great point because it's more than just football when you're in the seats and there's nothing really happening on the field because there's a break in the action or whatever your eyes want to go somewhere else and whether it's watching chloe stalla on the jumbotron which was phenomenal once again she is a superstar or yeah looking at the cheerleaders or you know just uh, hooping and hollering with the rest of the fans at around uh, at tim morton's field it is a family friendly fantastic event Yes, and, and like I said, the food, too, they, they're bringing in something different. When we came up the stairs tonight, there was some kind of dough uh, dessert kind of thing that was being offered. So a lot of really nice, positive things going on, and, and it does make the overall fan experience a, a good one. Uh, so I, I give a lot of credit to uh, the people who are looking after those kinds of things because... You know, those are the people that work behind the scenes on on making that fan experience a good one, and so they need to be appreciated as well. Um, Player of the game, I think i got to give it to Dane Evans because if you think really think about it, and he's been on the sidelines watching, 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 and then suddenly he is asked to play. I know he's a professional, but 
put somebody else in that position. You go try to do your job if suddenly someone uh, bows out and you have to do that person's job. That's, that's a tough thing to do. And so I really respect, you know, him for coming in, giving it his all, and uh, so that's my player of the game. Well said. Linda, great call. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks. Okay, good night. Good call. Good points. Yeah, the fan experience at Tim Hortons Field is really good. If you, if you haven't been to a game in a while or or in the new stadium at all, go do it. It's well worth it. Jen on Twitter. I love the handle. Canadian QD5. Uh, great start, but once Masoli went down, they looked rattled. Defense played great. Glad they pulled out another important win player of the game, the defense. Matthew writes, huge win for the Ticats tonight. Hopefully Masoli is okay and isn't out long-term. My hashtag player of the game goes to the entire D because they saved us tonight. Adam writes, my player of the game is Jamal Roll, but the runner-up is Haralahu. If he hadn't pinned the Bombers on those punts, they could have turned the game around. Hashtag fifth quarter. Rob on Twitter, at Rick Sanfran says, Davis, Jagera Davis, he had no sacks, but the guy was everywhere tonight. Shannon tweeting, the defense was cooking turnovers all night long. Jagera Davis is the player of the game. Michael says, Davis, majorly shout out to the special teams coverage tonight, especially late in the fourth when they pinned the Bombers around their 15, leaving them a long field. And Glenn on Twitter also writes, player of the game, defense, Ticats without starting quarterback, running back, best linebacker, and still beat the only undefeated team in the league. Keep the faith, Ticats fans. Hashtag fifth quarter. And Glenn makes a good point. Not only was Masoli out of the game, Simone Lawrence, we know, suspended tonight. He'll miss next week's game as well. And Sean Thomas Erlington not playing tonight. Although Malik Irons, I thought, was pretty good tonight. He had nine carries for 45 yards. And he had four catches for another 20. That's pretty darn good. Uh, Dane Evans' final stats, 13 for 25, 52% completion percentage, 94 yards and interception. Masoli was 6 of 7 for 59 yards in that pick, although he had that 22-yard touchdown run. And receiving-wise, Brandon Banks had 6 catches for 48 yards. Tasker, 2 for 29. Mike Jones, 2 for 26. Braylon Addison, 3 for 18. Harulahu was 3-for-3 on field goals. Defensively, Nick Shorthill had nine defensive tackles. That led the ball game. Justin Tuggle in the middle of that D. I think he's getting better and better with each and every game. Six defensive tackles. Rico Murray had five. And on that D line, Ja'Gara Davis had four. Dylan Wynn had a couple of tackles. Ted Laurent with two. Adrian Tracy with a tackle and a sack. Total team effort tonight. Six turnovers forced and a 23-15 victory tonight for the Ticats, now 5-1, first overall in the Canadian Football League. That sounds great. Thanks to all our callers, emailers, tweeters, Facebook messengers as well. The player of the game, the defense tonight, and our fifth quarter fans of the night, yes, Don and Pam. Congratulations. For technical producer William Weber, my name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.